Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am in the host seat this week because Michael is very busy. We wish him well and cannot wait until he returns. Joining me today, I have Ariet and Nick. Say hello, guys. Hi. Hey, everybody. Uh, Dylan is not here today. Hopefully, she might join us a little bit later. We shall see. But let us get this episode kicked off with some news. So first things first, we have confirmation that Marcy Miller is back from maternity leave. Abby will be back on screen come November. Are you guys excited? I'm so excited um, for Abby's return. I'm hoping they get a good story when she returns as well. Please. And can she please keep some of the fire that she's had this last time? Like, I really hope that that's not just some kind of pregnancy side effect. Like, let this be who she is now. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. I agree. No, I'm also excited to see what her presence, what kind of dynamic her presence brings to the Demare Mansion now that EJ and Sammy are back too. Oh, that's right. going to be fun. Are they around in November though? He is. I don't know about her. Because hmm. uh, like I said, Allie left in like, she was there up through um, the renewal hiatus. Like, she left like I think Wednesday or Thursday of that week to go to Vancouver to quarantine to film Murder She Baked and then she was in Vancouver till about mid-May and she's been in LA for the last few weeks but I don't know if she's been filming on set because she hasn't really storied or anything from the studio doesn't mean she hasn't been but there's been no actual confirmation of that yet right okay Also, another little piece of casting news. Um, They celebrated Deidre Hall's 45th anniversary this week on the set, and Cameron Johnson was still there as Theo, so we will still be seeing Theo in November. Thank God. Which I was kind of surprised about, because I expected this to be a short-term thing, and I have to say, the fact that he's still on screen come November gives me hope that maybe they're actually going to invest in Theo outside of using him for Ben and Sierra for Ben and Sierra angst which is not necessary so the thing is right now there's too much to use him for not to use him Mm. you have the Damaris front and center again you have Abe and Paulina heating up you have Eli and Lonnie there's stuff to use him for exactly so I'm hoping that we get him, you know, we get him some focus and some get him fleshed out. I'm actually really excited to see what they do with him apart from Ben and Sierra because he doesn't necessarily need to be a part of that. I was hoping I, though he would be sticking around, and I'm so happy to see that that he is. Um, I, just like Nick said, they have like they have so much opportunity to play into the rich history the character has and the family ties as a Carver and Demera. So I'm hoping they do something really, really good with Theo. Me too. And... They could do. They could bite the bullet and make him psychic like Celeste. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Could Wasn't he kind of sort of like... Yeah, he was. Because he... Sense when he was... When yeah. he was a kid, yeah. When he was he, younger, yeah. He was the first one to know that Lexi died. He told... I think he told Bo and Hope. Yeah, he said something like, "My, she's dead." Like my mommy dead. isn't my mommy isn't here anymore. 
yeah, or she's something, in like that. something like that. I remember. Oh, yeah. Did she, did she play into that with the Celeste and all that? She should be brought back as well. But anyway. I, I would love that. Um, but speaking of Deidre's anniversary, she celebrated 45 years as Marlena this past Monday, the 21st. Do you guys have yes. any uh, favorite Marlena memories? Should I go first? I have one. Go ahead. Um, it got me hooked on the show like 20 plus years ago. And it's when Marlena was possessed. That is a top favorite because it's, I mean, it scared me. It scared the fuck out of me, but it was so good. That is my favorite memory. But I also love Marlena as the wonderful character that she is. Yeah, I don't, I haven't been watching long enough to have any specifically favorite memories, but even not watching that long, I can tell like she's a big deal but it doesn't come off forced or over over propped like she you can tell she has a rich history on the show so I'm, I'm i'm happy for her can't wait to see what they do to um celebrate that uh anniversary because I, I assumed it would have been on screen but it looks like they're like launching it now and we're gonna watch it play out over the year which i'm okay with like um gh did it with nancy lee Grant and alexis they like gave them a story to commemorate their years on the show, but it wasn't specifically on, on the, the anniversary yet. Right. So I'm, I'm okay with it. And we know we have a Marlena-centric story coming this fall. And based on Deidre's red carpet interviews, she's really excited for whatever it is. So I'm wondering if whatever it is, is in fact to honor her anniversary. Because I know a lot of people on Soap Twitter, we're not exactly thrilled that nothing got acknowledged on screen on the on day. Screen, yeah. But maybe this storyline will be to commemorate that anniversary. Maybe we should just hold off on the anger and see exactly where it goes. But I think my favorite um, Marlena memory is one with Marlena and Brady. Uh, it's one of my it's one of my go to moments that always makes me happy. It's the moment with the Gray Hulk toy. Because this was the moment that Brady and Marlena's relationship had really started to soften after everything they had gone through. Because when Kyle Ladder came in as Brady, he came in as the angry teen, and he had a lot of resentment towards Marlena. And Marlena bringing him a toy that he lost when he was a little boy was the beginning of them going back to what they always were. And that scene is just so sweet, and he calls her mom, and it's just one of my favorite things in the world. And so next on the list of news, our last bit of news, uh, the Daytime Emmys were this past Friday night. Uh, Victoria Conifle and Katie McLean took home wins for days. Were you guys happy with those wins? Yeah, I was excited, especially happy for Katie McLean because we all know how I feel. I don't, like before the mess with Missy Reeves, I didn't necessarily care for her as an actress and I'd heard so much about the character of Jennifer so I was trying to get it and I didn't <laughs> the moment Katie McLean stepped into that role I understood why people loved her so much she brought a sweetness to Jennifer that had been missing for a while so I was excited for her Victoria Conifle not shocked um, she deserved it for the scene she submitted um, 
Uh, hope the writing gets better. I hope uh, Katie McClain comes back. Please bring yes, her back. Please bring her back. Please. Now, Days was nominated in a couple of other acting categories. We had Wally for lead and Tamara Braun for supporting actress. And uh, also Victoria Platt and George Delahoyo for guests. Uh, did you find that, did you want Days to get any other wins in any other categories or were you happy with what we got? Um, I would have been happy for Wally because um, he would have deserved it. He's been in daytime for years. Um, Victoria Platt was, I don't remember her being that good, but when I saw her reel, <laughs> I, once it I was saw, really good. <laughs> once I saw her, like when I saw her name, when the nominations were announced, I immediately knew that the only thing she had was Kelly Nicole, everything from the switch because nothing else was really that standout for me. I, yeah, she was pretty good. In general, like I'm really happy that Victoria and um, Katie won because days tends to be overlooked. Yeah, uh, but it, when it comes to, I tweeted about it. When it comes to the writing or like the show categories that the show is nominated, they're not snubbed. I'm sorry, they're not. It also depends on what they submitted to. I mean, well, for writing, they weren't even nominated. I mean, you know, general like the show and whatnot. Um, like, if you don't consistently show up with good writing, you're not gonna get a win out of it. So, like, uh, that's not necessarily the that's truth. That's not necessarily true. Because, <laughs> that's not, no, I get what you're saying, and generally, that should be the truth. That should but, be true, but it's but not. it's not. It's when not it comes because... to the Emmys, that's not how it works. The Emmys are specifically it, on the episodes like, they submit. Like, and when you have Young and the Restless winning for writing after the shit they put out, because based on my timeline, nobody was happy for that win for Young yeah, and the Restless for writing. So I, they got rewarded for having shit. The show is, has terrible writing doesn't mean like that days isn't terribly written. Like, for instance, we have Duke the Bear. Yeah, but that, I mean, or yes, we that's, had Jake and Kate oh, for like it. six six months. I don't think Days was snubbed in the writing category. However, I don't see how they didn't get nominated when the winner shouldn't have gotten nominated. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the show, like the category it was nominated in, I mean, the episode was was good, but I don't know. Like, I can I, only, I can only imagine the submissions just weren't great. That's what I think. I mean, yeah. Day submitted the episode, not but not Ben and Sierra's full wedding episode, the episode where the wedding exploded and the aftermath, which to me is perfect Emmy bait. For writing? No, for best show. For writing, they weren't even nominated. It was just both Young Black okay. and GH. Yeah, and directing, I don't think they were snubbed for that. And directing, I think they submitted the same episode too. They submitted the um, the explosion and the aftermath, which from a directing standpoint was really yeah, good. That definitely makes sense for directing. Thing is with with um the outstanding drama, GH winning for that the episode, voter episode special, was I I don't like those special episodes. So the fact that it won kind of irritated me. <laughs> yeah, I did, I I hate I hate episodes that deviate from what's going on. And it's one thing, because like Young and the Restless submitted the um, tribute to Victor Newman, which was fine. Like those kind of episodes, like when you're paying tribute to a character that you have on your show, that's, that's okay. That's perfect. Because, I mean, last year they won for all the Neil stuff. So that, 
so when you're, you're paying tribute to characters, that's one thing. But yeah, standalone episodes that literally, like it literally. It means nothing to the overall canvas. It, yeah, weird. I mean, the ones they submitted didn't affect the overall canvas. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. The, yeah, but the, what I'm saying, like, what they submitted didn't affect a lot of people. It just affected, like, two. Yeah, but it's not about the Long effect. Term. It's not about long-term effects, though. That's the thing. It's specifically based on that episode. And each of, and each of those episodes were self-contained. But at least with Dave's episodes, yeah, the episode was self-contained. But it was all about current story that was happening on the show. There was nothing. It wasn't True. a step out of story. But, yeah, I still don't think Dave's was not at all. Okay, no, and that's fair. But you're, I think you're also looking at it from a bigger, fairer, more objective lens than the actual Emmys do. And the Emmys do. Which, <laughs> so no, I needs to do better. We I, don't, under, I don't disagree with that. We don't disagree with you, but saying that. What are they going to submit next year? <laughs> probably the stuff coming from later this fall. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because Duke the Bear ain't going <laughs> to. I, I would guess the stuff oh, coming later this but, fall or. Um, yeah, that would be good. I don't know. Or we even seen it yet, so. Or even even the stuff surround like even the stuff surrounding Char, Char ooh, the stuff surrounding Charlie's murder, that last episode where it ended with him dying and he was confronting the entire town and then we jump cut to his murder. That episode was really good. Mm, I don't remember it. You remember the ep- like it was the episode where Mar- Bell comes in and tell and threatens Charlie after the the recording went sideways and then he had a confrontation with john and then he had a confrontation with steven trip and then you're not like, talking about the one where jan was revealed no 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 this no. this was the episode where charlie before, actually died before at the jan end. was revealed this okay. was the episode where charlie actually died at the end he spends the entire episode yelling at the entire basically getting yelled at by the entire town of salem and then we jump cut to him dying and the episode ending with don't shoot that's oh no 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 that last we know that, you, we no, know no. you didn't like we, that scene but, but the, the rest of the episode was actually pretty episode good. good. Let's move, I, I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> we should move on. Yeah, because I I don't think she's gonna agree, but that's fine. Uh, but so um, how did you guys feel about the Emmy telecast itself? Um, I didn't hate it. It was nice to have one. It. Someone did point. It did feel very pre-recorded. Yeah, it was because um, everything was pre-recorded. It was probably because... me. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah. It was somebody else. But oh, okay. yeah, it was. It felt like you could tell that they were all. They all had to tape acceptance speeches. Yeah, I, yeah, I had no weird. clue. I had no clue. So you, when you guys told me about it in the group chat, I was like, "What?" But like, it, it came off as like some actors like revealing they had one somehow but then you guys told me every single reaction was pre-recorded and i was like huh the reactions make sense because it doesn't come off as it genuine. doesn't feel genuine exactly yeah. but, but i mean the telecasting was fine ish i was a bit bored halfway but i'm just happy to see it like this again instead of how it was last year and i'm it's good that they're able to do it somehow 
but it still yeah. came off as like pre-recorded yeah it did um but i have to say like except for the fact like you could kind of tell like the speeches weren't like people weren't giving them their all because they didn't actually know what they won but aside from that like editing wise you couldn't actually tell that it was edited if that no yeah like, someone had to tell me that oh these are all pre-recorded everything's pre-recorded i mean I yeah when it was live it should be it should be live again next year i think that is the goal at least that's what i read so hopefully should everything stay stable in terms of COVID, we should be back. I mean, to a normal ceremony um, next no, year. I, I did. I really did enjoy um, Cheryl Underwood. That's probably yes. the only reason I wasn't too bored. She kept me interested. Same. Yeah. Same. I love her. Yeah, because a lot of the dialogue they write for these shows is often very cheesy, <laughs> and not everyone can pull it off. But she, she did it well. And yeah. I will, I will say the one thing I didn't like was the memories and moments thing that they kept doing. My I felt random. It, it felt very random, and it, they, the only soap one that they acknowledged was General Hospital, the wedding of Luke and Laura. Which, I mean, as problematic as Luke and Laura are, that wedding was huge, so I understood that. Here's where you lost me. Drew Barrymore has been on this on screen for one year in her talk show. What the fuck has she done that's memorable that deserved to be highlighted? I think they were just like filling out time or something. Well, what I what I kind of got annoyed with it is that, I mean, it is like this every year, but it the clips were too long. The see the the clips for the things that were not soap related were were very long. Were yeah. very long, and the soaps were literally like sure. ten seconds each, and I'm like, what? So, it, the other stuff really comes across as t- eating the entire show. Yeah. So, that's why I was kind of dozing off. I mean, it was like 2, eight, two 3 a.m. So For you, yeah. Yeah. For the me, one night you were actually tired at 3 a.m. like a normal person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, do you guys have any best at best dressed or worst dressed? I don't remember what who I thought was the worst dressed, but best dressed for me is the I don't know her name or how to pronounce her name. Um, what's who the girl or the actress who plays um, Steffi on uh, Jacqueline McGinnis Woods? Yes, she was her, gorgeous. Her dress was beautiful, like it was outstanding, and of course, Jack A. Harry. Oh, she looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie seemed to be the only older woman who gave Dressed a damn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, everybody <laughs> had on pantsuits that it, it did, they didn't really want to be there. <laughs> um, oh, I, Jackie, I loved Britney's Sarpy's. Um, oh yes, she she just screamed uh, like um, old school Dallas or Dynasty. Like it was very eighties, and I liked it. Um, I loved um, Sydney Michaela's outfit. Um, she looked like she looked she looked her age. Um, I liked Victoria Conoval's outfit. Um, I loved her outfit. She's my best dress. Weirdly enough, I liked Steve Burton's um, get up. It was he should have like he actually dressed for the occasion. He got dressed up, which he doesn't normally the, do. Yeah, and the the suit was nice. 
Um, Rob Scott Wilson should have worn a tie. I think I would have liked it if he wore if he wore a tie. Yeah, ties are very rare for him. But I also have to say, the, the, from the guy perspective, the one I really liked and I was kind of surprised by was Taj Bellows. Oh yeah, I did see him. I... He had this like dark blue navy suit, and I think he had a bow tie. It was kind of cute. Yeah, I did see that. Worst dressed. Um, it's probably somebody with a pantsuit. Um, probably. Um, yeah. Think, it wasn't even. I, it, it, I think it was diamond white for me. I liked hers. I didn't like it for the segment she was featured in. <laughs> it was. I didn't, I didn't even like it on the carpet either. Like, cause I saw it in the carpet photos. I didn't. I didn't like that. Uh, Michelle Stafford, like that dress was too. Like, I, I don't. It looked like like it had a floral print and I don't I just I don't do well with floral prints it's just no actually and I remember seeing uh, her dress on the pictures and I was like eh. but when I saw it live I actually thought it looked nice that was me with Heather Tom I did not like the way Heather Tom photographed but when she presented during the ceremony um it looked great Yeah. Also, uh, I did not love um, Jordan on GH, Brianna Nicole Henry's dress. Uh, I She did not look flattering in that dress. And that is all I will say on that particular topic, because just no. And does anybody else have any last minute Emmy related thoughts before we jump into story? No. Not really. All right. So then let us hop into our story discussion. First up, the triangle with Broey and Chloe seems to be ramping up. Brady comes by to check on Chloe and tells her Xander now works for Basic Black. He wants her to come back and run interference. She tells him she's not ready. Philip is listening in on their convo. After Brady leaves, he offers her a job at Titan and lets her know he still wants to be with her romantically as well. She turns the job down but doesn't shut the relationship down. Thoughts? This was a week for Flowey for me. As I'm I'm not really a huge fan, but I'm warming up to them. Mm-hmm. They're I liked their um dynamic. It was cute. I like the fact that Chloe can see exactly what Philip is doing and she calls him on his shit. He like always has. I love that. And I, I kind of forgot that that's always been an element of their dynamic, and I really, really like it. Because I'm always afraid with triangles that one guy is going to end up being, like, vilified and, like, turn manipulative to hold on to the girl. And what I like here is they're kind of squashing that because whatever he tries to do, she's going to see it coming a mile away. See, here's something I don't like. I don't know, because it happened this week. Uh, I don't like the way Brady and Philip is coming off or coming off in the story, trying to make decisions for her. I probably have mentioned it before because uh, yeah. we've done it many times now, but like, let a girl decide on her own. But yeah, I, and I, I will, calling, Chloe is calling the shots and I will say, like, no, that's she's a, calling them out, but she's still like, they're trying to decide every damn thing she does. Like, chill. But I see that more with Philip than I do with Brady. I see like, it I, with Brady too. And not in the same way. They they're doing it differently, but they're both still doing it. And it's so like, you you just want them to both stop. Like yeah. just let her 
Let her be. She'll make whatever decision she's going to make. She's a grown woman. Let her make her own decisions. Like, whatever it is. Even if it's, like, the smallest thing or, like, business decision, let her make up her own mind. Like, don't try to... I know they're competing, and I get that, but I'm hoping the storyline plays better than that. Like, they should... Yo, that's not the only thing there. You know, that's them, not the only part of it that they're going to play? Yeah, I need them to play play into the story based on the character's history. history and the both of the couple's history. I may not I, like Broey at all, but like, do, do this storyline justice. Because right now, Philip and Brady, yeah, chill. I wish me, it was more about adult things. Like, where are their children? Uh, right. Parker is apparently at summer camp. Okay, I mean, he can come home in fall. Let that be a thing. Where's Tater Tot? I hate that name. <laughs> we will be getting an aged version of Rachel at some point. Yeah, but like, where's <laughs> Brady? Doesn't even seem to acknowledge him. He hasn't been acknowledged since before the since they were doing the bone marrow testing for then Mickey Rachel. now Rachel. Yeah. 2019. No, 20. No, that was last year. No, yeah, it was 2020. Because it, it was just before they revealed this, the switch and stuff to the audience. It was like... Uh... I remember that. That was around the time Ilani reunited. Yeah. Um, another thing, too. I need them... Like, they're... I need them to actually tell me what Chloe feels for Philip Because I'm not seeing her having any kind of romantic feelings for Philip in this moment, the way it's playing. It, yeah, she hasn't said it yet. She said she it with to, Brady. She said it with Brady. You can also see it with Brady. I don't necessarily see it with Philip. Like, I can see Philip is into her, like, 100%. I mean, but yeah. I, yeah. I don't I necessarily see that on her side. And if we're going to do the triangle evenly i kind of need to see it and i know spoilers have her choosing philip next week after a conversation with bell but i really need that conversation to number one air and number two to actually give us a point of view because it is sorely lacking when it comes to philip from chloe yeah that's kind of another issue i have if you're gonna call it a triangle play it as a triangle why why is it kind of one-sided i think it, it will shift at one point but if you're gonna call it a triangle play it as a triangle otherwise just call flip third angst and call it a day like i need to see her torn if it, this is gonna be a triangle story like it is quickly gonna lose steam if it continues playing this way so i I, I mean, I'm I'm totally team Broey, but um, I am enjoying Philip and, Philip and Chloe's dynamic and the things she brings out in Philip. I love them. It seems um less serious and more like yeah. yeah. Seems softer around her. He is because he usually comes off as a hard ass like Victor, and that he felt like very soft and playful in those scenes she gets it, it was, like it was I, nice it was one tweet with um geef said that i tweeted 
And Chloe said, like, I know your heart. Like, back in, I don't know, 2009? It looked like 2008, I think, just based 2008 on 2008 or 9. I think it was 8. I'm not too sure. I don't remember the exact year. And, like, last year. No, this year. This It was literally this year. This It was and literally this day. Said, I know your heart. And that's why Philip is so able to open up to Chloe. Because she gets him. And I like that. I enjoy that. I just want to see like you said I want to see more from Chloe I'm hoping so I know we're going to get a lot of it uh going through the rest of the summer so I'm really excited to see where it goes uh but I do kind of need it to as much as I'm a Brady and Chloe fan if we're gonna do the triangle at least legitimately show her having feelings for Philip because otherwise it looks like she's it's just running time. it looks like she's running away from Brady and Brady. Philip and that's Brady. a disservice to Brady. that couple because they have history in their own right that um, she could legitimately be torn if they were to play it like that yeah. I mean she will be based on spoilers but they haven't Exactly. Given us the reason for right. that, yet. but is she? But that's my fear: is I she think... torn because she's running away from Brady and can't have Brady, or because she actually wants Philip? That's the question. I wonder if she, when they actually start dating, her feelings were will resurface. That could be she's too. Still drawn. I I need more. Like they need to do the storyline better. Like more justice. Yeah, they definitely need to balance it out a little yeah. bit more. So hopefully next week we will start to see that. And uh, now we will move on to our next little item on the list here. Uh, Allie and Chanel made their donuts for Julie, who gave her seal of approval. Uh, the hand-holding and eye sex happening between Allie and Chanel was amazing until Trip showed up. Uh, Trip starts complaining about his job with Dr. Snyder. And uh, let's see. And then Chanel decides they need to dance it out and just have some fun. And we have a hilarious dance party. (laughs) I hate that the show show is so poor because that music. Oh, that music was terrible. Terrible. Background song, I guess. But like. I wish the show still had a lot of money. It could have had something like something that's <laughs> popular right now instead of that. But the scene itself was really cute. I enjoyed. I usually don't really care for Trip in the, their scenes, but I really enjoyed him in this one. It was lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. It was the. Ali and Chanel's chemistry is really, really, like, it's hard to ignore. Yes. So they, I hope it maintains itself after the recast. I'm excited for where they're going to go. You can tell, like, you can tell Chanel's really into her. You can tell Ali's into her, but she doesn't know, she doesn't understand. She probably doesn't get that she's actually into her in that way. Yeah, because, um, like, Ali is totally, like, flirting. Yeah. Oh, she is. I I don't think she sees it, but she. I don't think she knows it. Yeah. Um, trip. <laughs> the dancing. We have to address it. Good lord. <laughs> he, said, he said it himself. He dances he like a white boy. 
Yes, that was like you kind of. Yeah, yeah, I dance like a white boy. <laughs> I was like, okay, I would not be opposed to a threesome. I'm just gonna say it. Listen, oh. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I when I talk about shows being messy and scandalous and like just drum dramatic, like like, like just let them try it, and whoever makes Ellie comes first wins. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Let's let's do that, Ron. Come know, on, then we can be messy with our lives. But um, they're hot. They're really cute. They all have a great dynamic. And I really hope that it it sticks with new Chanel. Mm-hmm. I have I I have hope because uh, Raven seems like really good, really fun. Mm-hmm. And she and Lindsay seem to be like really good friends, you know, just based on social media interaction. So I'm ho- hoping that that Allie and Chanel is where we're going, that the chemistry is there to back it up. Please God. I mean, I, the way the story is playing right now, and we've gotten quite a lot. When did they actually start? May, April, something like that. May. So at, at first, it was kind of like, oh, are they gonna play it more? Lean towards like Tribunale or Chanel and Alley, but like for at least the last month or so, it's been Alley and Chanel for the yeah. fact. Yeah, it so, started with it was start very heavily Trip and Alley, and then it leaned towards the middle. Now it's leaning more towards Alley and Chanel. Yeah, so I have a good feeling it's gonna continue that way. And like Braun basically said so himself in not so many words, so I kind of feel confident about this. Uh, I, Chanel Alley had me in the Chally or Chalice. I don't know. People are using different tags. Chalice, I like Chalice. It sounds. I'm starting to like it as well. Yeah, I think Sixers came up with that and it was great. Chally Chalice feels. I love them. Give me more. They're so cute. Like, literally, when they were holding hands when Julie was testing the donuts, I, like, I was like, oh. And then I just want to say, too, there was one moment, like, before Julie left where she said that she was so happy that Alice's legacy gets to continue with Allie. And it was a moment that got Julie really emotional. And that got me emotional. Like that hit me in my feels. And like, can we keep Julie like this? Sometimes Julie can be. Yeah. This this is my Julie. This is the Julie I love so much. The Julie we get later, not so much, but we'll discuss that later. But (laughs) not this story. Um, but since we mentioned Tripp complaining about Dr. Snyder, we should probably talk about what he was complaining about. He thinks he's going to lose his job because he noticed a discrepancy with medication that Dr. Snyder tried to play off, but he wasn't buying it, so he took it to Kayla, who has now realized that Dr. Snyder has been stealing drugs from the hospital for six months. And when Jack tells Steve and Kayla that Dr. Snyder has been making house calls to see Gwen, she starts to think that Gwen might be involved. Kayla's smart. Is she that's though? Because I mean, all it took, I got for it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, she figured it out in five seconds, but also pills were being stolen right under your nose, and a med student figured it out before you did, and it's been happening for six months. Oh, oh yeah. So it's like, yeah. She well, trip. Well, trip is smart. Let me rephrase. I have not. I don't have much to say about this storyline. So you guys. I don't. Yeah, I don't care about that part of the story. To be honest. 
I care about what happened after. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. Uh, we're actually gonna get to that now. Um, Xander actually almost tells Jack about Gwen and Snyder, but he doesn't get a chance to. He walks in on Snyder, threatening Gwen again, and almost stabs him with a letter opener. He lets him go, but Snyder has a heart attack and dies. Gwen is freaking out. Julie comes in, notices him, and assumes he is another one of Xander's drunk buddies. Jack comes in later, and they have hidden him on the floor. Wicky, 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 wicky. <laughs> when Julie was hitting him, I was screaming. Wakey, 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 wakey. Oh, oh my God. Has Julie never seen a dead body before? Like, I mean, Julie would know. This is so dumb. I'm sorry, but this is like. But, and but also, the, like, just like, they could have stopped laughing. <laughs> it was hilarious. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. okay, but okay. So let let me go back to the confrontation scenes. Um, when he put the knife to his throat, and it was a moment where Gwen talked Xander down. Yes. From 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 being the crazed killer he was claiming himself to be, because he's never actually killed anybody. Right. But he was he was going off the rails, and Z- and they had a moment of connection where she talked him off the ledge. I'm like, if they can be a mess and they can be cons and troublesome, but if you play into their acting ability and their chemistry, they could be amazing. Yeah. It was it was really good. Um when, okay, wait. When, when Jack walked in and they had him under the table, did you notice Paul Telfer, his sock his shoes were off? And they had Snyder's feet sticking out of the um for, out of the blanket, so that's why he kept doing. He kept wiggling his toes <laughs> to, to 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 make it basically make us notice his shoes were off and the shoes that were sticking out were Doctor Snyder's. That's why I didn't get upset about Jack not realizing they were Snyder. So it was <laughs> they, they they delivered they deliberately made it made made a point to imply that Xander's shoes were the ones hanging right. out of the um, out of the blanket. Oh, so I thought I thought he was laying straight down like in between the couch and the table. He, he was, was and his he was. his feet were going towards the um where um the side where Jack walked in on. He his feet were going that way. And the only thing that was hanging out were his actual shoes. So Xander had they they made a point to prop Xander's feet up. With no shoes on, so, that, <laughs> so, he, but he, he, so so it looked like they were Xander's shoes. So if if Jack saw them, he wouldn't think that they he were would, somebody else. I need else. to rewatch that scene because yeah. I'm, my uh, thing the is, only I, reason I noticed is because Paul Telfer kept wiggling his feet. <laughs> <laughs> and my thing too with that scene is, I took me it took me forever to realize that like he was laying on the floor. I literally thought they stuffed him in the couch and they were sitting on him. <laughs> that would have been funny too. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing for me. I, I, there's a lot of potential with Xander and Gwen, but this storyline has... It's a mess, and it's not a good one. True. The thing, I'm happy Xander didn't, like, kill him in a fit of rage because yeah. he's just... Which is what the Soap Opera Digest article made Listen, I'm, ne- like. I'm never trusting Soap Opera Digest again. <laughs> no, and I'm like, I'm why not- would he be... I'm like, he's that protective of Gwen, but the fact that he walked in on him threatening her and physically assaulting her like 
it made sense why he reacted the way he did, even though he's also a mess himself. But he's, like, yeah, he's trying was, to be better. It was, <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of hilarious that they had him getting all up in arms when he, like, about Snyder grabbing Gwen when he likes to be grabby with women himself when he gets angry. I think that yeah. what is mostly taking me out is Jack in the story. Because the way he's going around, yeah, they're friends, fine, okay. The way he's going around defending Xander... Like, no. See, that scene didn't bother me, and I'll tell you why. In that scene with Jack and Gwen, where Jack was giving him that speech about Xander, that was that was a hundred percent Jack before he met Jennifer. Everything he said about Xander, everything he was also inferring about Gwen, Jack sees himself in both Xander and Gwen. Yeah. And, and that scene, he, he believes in they, second chances. He has to because he's been he's been given so many. But that that speech for me, as as annoyed as most people got with it, and I understand why completely. For me, I saw him seeing himself inside of two people, so he wants to give them the second chance that he got. Because everything he said about Xander and everything he said about, which was also about Gwen, could be said about him too, because nobody. Nobody wanted anything to do with him for good reason. He was part of a big family, you know, he was part of a family that he, I mean, granted, he didn't really pay them any debts, but Steve didn't really, you know, so there were things in his history that made sense. And it, it was a moment of clarity and a moment of point of view for Jack that I really enjoyed seeing because, I mean, up to now he's, and he still is being played to be a buffoon in this story and like looking like an idiot for defending Gwen. But I at least got point of view that I've been looking why he's for, doing it. which makes it not okay, but better. Yeah. Um, let's see. I also like the scenes where he was explaining Xander to Gwen and Gwen to Xander, because you also saw them kind of like, okay, maybe I can kind of understand. I may have more in common with this person than I thought. Yeah. So it, I, I, the only thing that's taking me out is the fact that Snyder had a heart attack and they're going to hide the body. Like, that is more suspicious than if you just called 911. The dude had a heart attack. Well, the only reason they didn't was Gwen <laughs> said it. She was like, This has happened to me before. <laughs> no, and I, 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 I get it. And it was she was like, It was an accident, but. If you call the cops now, people are going to think it's a pattern. And <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong, but to me, it's going to be more suspicious when a guy who has I mean, a heart attack shows up, shows up in the lake, not having drowned, because it's going to be very clear he was thrown in the lake. So, I mean, like, that's going to ask more questions than if they had just called 911. When they do an autopsy, they're going to notice, like, yeah. he had a heart attack. So, them doing this is kind of suspicious. Um, like the the last time, I don't know. They shouldn't have thrown his or thrown his body into the lake. They should have called nine one one. But then again, we wouldn't have a story. No. And that yeah. that's just that's the thing for me. It's like he had a heart attack, and you're gonna throw him in the river, and they're gonna realize when they find him that he didn't die by drowning because they're gonna know he was thrown in there after he died. Which they're going to ask, okay, so why would a guy who had a heart attack be thrown in the river? They're going to brush it off eventually because 
of who the character was. Basically, I'm also wondering if he's been taking some of the drugs that he's been stealing, and that's why he had a heart attack. I did think about that too, because I wasn't exactly sure, but that's completely possible. I mean, they're refusing to have one of the characters kill him, so I, it was weird, but I guess. I mean, the I only mean, option for killing him would have been Gwen. Xander doing it wouldn't have made sense. Cause I'm happy they didn't have Xander do it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think it wouldn't have made sense. For Xander's character, it absolutely wouldn't have made sense. He's never killed anybody before. But he's And for him to, like, I, at this point, like, I don't believe he would kill for Gwen. He would kill for Sarah, but not for, he might even kill for Maggie. I don't think he would kill for Gwen. <laughs> Not not yet, anyway. They're not there no, yet. No, but here's the thing. I don't think, like, a character like Xander having the past that he has, it's not completely, completely out of the blue if he would have killed him. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he couldn't kill, but, like, it, it's, been, I know, it's been an established fact in Xander's history that... Yeah, he, but, I'm, yeah, he's not a killer, but I'm saying he has done a lot of shitty, messed up things towards a lot of characters in but it, there's it, there's a difference between doing messed up shit and almost killing somebody than to actually kill them that is a line that xander has not crossed that is a line i don't think they want xander to cross and i'm glad that like nick said that they didn't have him cross it for gwen now it would be different if they were in a deeper part of their relationship but yeah i think it's been it's, too soon it's for... too early now yeah. And considering the way they're playing it for comedy, <laughs> the fact that it was literally just an accident <laughs> and they had nothing to do with it, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of other things that made me laugh this week, uh, Abe, oh and pa- <laughs> Abe and Paulina are practically glowing after their night together and share the, share the news of their relationship with Roman and Lonnie respectively. And then after Abe talks to Roman... He goes to see Lonnie, and Lonnie gives Abe and Paulina her weapon. It was cute. I liked it. <laughs> were cute and hilarious because, oh. like, they they literally both had the "I just got some glow," and it was hilarious. Paulina, she was like, <laughs> she just said it, and Lonnie's face, like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, and why did you? Say and why that? did you tell me? Like, <laughs> hilarious. But I I get like she she should have she should have been more tactful when she ex- when she said it. But yeah. I get why she said it. The explanation made sense. You're like if and you don't lot- want this, it won't happen. But Lonnie's would've... reaction made a lot of sense as well. She was like, yeah. "It's your adult business." I don't know. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah." She was like, "I usually try to stay out of his dating life." She was like, "Well, he doesn't really have much." Of a dating life. <laughs> well, damn, Paulina. <laughs> and then and then there. There was a thing that Abe said to Roman before he left was like marabou, which apparently you said Ari it was what Swedish chocolate, right? Yeah, but it's a I. It's Someone also like, says it's a brand of lingerie. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with the Swedish chocolate thing because that means I, it felt like he was making a reference to something, and that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why that uh, reference makes sense? It's, you... it's, it's really, it's it's really nice seeing Abe and Roman's friendship. Yes. I, yeah, it's this is like probably one of the highlights of the story for me. 
even though I do like Abe and Paulina, seeing Abe, them going, because Abe and Robin were the original friendship before yes. all the Bradys and the Carvers were introduced. Did, did the Carvers and Bradys grow up together? Yes, I believe okay. they did. Or maybe, or maybe no, Abe and what? Roman went to college together. Something. Abe, Abe and they, Roman were, got, they were friends before they showed up. Abe and Roman got partnered together, or partners with the Salem PD, and then I think Carrie and, and, and Jonah grew up together. Okay. But because it was also said that Theo, the senior, and Bo were close friends. Yeah. So I, I always assumed the Carvers and the Bradys have been intertwined in their backstories. I, yeah, I think so. I have to do some research, but I, I do think you're right. Yeah, but it's because we all know it, it was just nice to, that they're using Roman. They're using Roman and they're using him well. Yes. Like in the places he's supposed to be. Right. This people people wouldn't be so up people wouldn't be so weird about it being Josh Taylor if you just actually utilize Roman and they're playing him so well right now i, I love it i like yeah. it I, I love it it's good it's very good now if if we could just get roman to help save us from kate that would be so much coming. the better i think it's coming <laughs> please god let it be coming cuz i cannot but we'll get to that in a little bit <laughs> right. But uh, the next thing on our list is Brady finds out about Xander and Nicole and is there to support her. She tells him how Sammy is sniffing around and hopes he won't say anything. He says he owes her after what he put Eric and Nicole through back in 2017, and he is going to keep quiet. I have to say, I really enjoyed uh, Brady and Nicole's dynamic this week. Like, Brady Black is so superior to Brady Kiriakis. Like, it's just so good. I'm just gonna say one thing, and um, oh god, <laughs> go ahead. Okay then, I won't say anything. Say it. I want to hear it. No. Even though I know what you're gonna say, but go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say one thing and mute my mic. Say it. Say it. I was just gonna say that I enjoy their friendship, and this is the. <clears throat> Superior chemistry <laughs> with Eric Marshall. Uh, that's debatable. I, I, oh. I'm going to agree to disagree. Fine. But I do, I do really like their friendship. Chemistry with a lot of characters on the show. Yes, oh, she does. A lot that's of yeah. men on the show. Yeah. So like, I love Moldishing her. But anyway, I I enjoy them like. Yeah, I'm always going to be shipper, but I got friendship vibes, and I'm uh, fine with that. Like, it is not what some people made it out to be for me, even as a shipper. But I really yeah, enjoyed there were it. a lot I, of really bad takes. Yeah, that. but I personally enjoy their growth from 2017 yeah. up until now. And having seen seen that on screen, it was like. It was beautiful. I love their chemistry. I love the, their dynamic. I love it. One thing that was a bit off is Nicole saying, you've always been a good friend. Hello. <laughs> what about uh, yeah. 2017? Outside of that, Outside he's of always that, been a he good has, friend. He's always been a good friend. I mean, I mean he, he, was, he, was, he was there for her when she washed her baby. Well, yeah. When I mean, she he was literally there when she miscarried. I believe. Yes. I oh my god. Look, but, but like that's that was not that made me fall in love with the cold two point oh by by the way. Like that's not something you forget, despite all the crazy shit that might have come after. 
when when somebody is there for you in that kind of a moment, that's a moment that you can never really forget. And that's a moment that will always make you see that person in a good light, no matter how crappy they are to you after. Yeah. But uh, after Nicole talks with Brady, uh, she decides that she wants to get the dirt on Sammy, since Sammy will not get off her back. So she goes to Lucas to try to confirm if they are having an affair, uh, which doesn't quite work, but she's definitely getting suspicious and getting closer to the truth. She then goes to see Ava and runs into Rafe, who has just had a dream about Nicole. And also, can we please kill Duke the Bear? Kill it, dead, gone. So Die. I was gonna like tie what I said before into this, but like I'm just gonna say it and mute myself. I'm completely over Ava, Rafe, Nicole, and that's fucking bear. Kill oh, it! It's terrible. It I'm is awful. And, like and I the cannot thing- even enjoy. I don't even enjoy the story, but like, I cannot even watch it. So like you guys go off. It's it's terrible. It's literally terrible. That dream was awful. That kiss in that dream was awkward as fuck. They need to stop treating Duke the bear like an actual human being when he's literally just a bear with stuffing that I wish they would shove down the garbage incinerator. Like, I just, why? Why is this a thing? Why does this keep happening? They don't need this. Nicole has enough going on in regards to her relationship with Eric with the Xander secret. That's more than enough. Keep all this Rafe shit out. And Rafe and Ava have enough going on with the fact that she knows that Kristen ran and hasn't said anything. So each couple has, you know, Nicole and Eric and Rafe and Ava have enough stuff on their own. They do not need to be connected at all. We don't want this. Please, I mean, we know we're unfortunately going to get it because this storyline is going to continue. God only knows why, but it is. It is awful. I hate it, and I'm going to bitch every moment it is on my screen. Yeah, it's just too... It's a prom, it was a promising story, Ava and Rafe anyway, but the Nicole dynamic in it is just... It's terrible. Unnecessary. And where did that... It's, make, it's making me not care. Where did that Rafe Nicole dream even come from? Would honestly make more sense if Nicole was dreaming of Rafe than the other way around. Yeah, because they haven't been playing. Well, the thing is, they kind of have. Not on That's his side, problem. on her side. But no, think, they've been doing. They've been doing it ever since that damn bear was introduced. That's the problem. They've been playing up. Remember when they talked about how she was half Hispanic, and. They talking, oh yeah! They went to the carnival. That's how they won the bear. They've been flirting with this since Eric left, and we've hated it the entire time. It's we just, really have. It's literally been terrible. The thing is, I think Ava was a distraction for him, and then now we're pivoting back to oh, I might have feelings. For, I might have really have feelings for her. The only good thing that this will come. The only good thing that will come out of this, if we're going here, is Ava will trade in her cooking knives for her gun. Yeah. Because I... Hey! (laughs) Hey, Dylan! (laughs) You, we are currently discussing the um, Rafe, Ava, Nicole, Duke the Bear clusterfuck. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
You came in at a good time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we understand. <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> well, so far we have discussed uh, Allie and Chanel, Brady, Chloe, and Philip, Abe and Paulina, Brady finding out about Xander and Nicole, and the Gwen, Xander, Dr. Snyder stuff. Do you have any comments on that before we move forward? Okay, so with Brady, Chloe, and uh, Philip, my thing is, like I've said, either way, this ends. I'm happy with whatever couple comes out of it because I ship both of them. I just hope that they play it like a triangle and not third-party angst because... I said before. Like exactly the same thing. The way some of those, um, the way the spoilers were worded, kind of made it sound more like she's running away from Brady from, from Brady instead of towards like, Philip. And I, yeah. I did not like that. I, I feel like, I feel like Chloe and Philip's history and Chloe and Philip's relationship is worth more than that. And so I, I hope that's not the way that it plays um with Allie and Chanel I thought those I thought the scenes with Allie and Chanel and Trip were really cute I'm really liking Allie and Chanel's connection I'm liking the way that they're building their friendship and I hope that that continues uh, the Dr. Snyder thing was weird to me because I I I mean, I get it. It would have been like the second time Gwen was caught with a body under suspicious circumstances, but there really wasn't a reason for her to lie about that at Thank the, you. that moment. Yeah. Like there just there just wasn't. They they made the situation a whole lot worse than it needed to be. Yeah, they did. Thank you. I mean, it just it didn't need to go there. There was no if he had a heart attack, he had a heart attack. The autopsy would show that. We're done. Bingo, bingo. You know, people probably avoid her on the street, but they do that anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. I mean, she's got nothing to lose there. Uh, Abe and Paulina was cute, but oh my God, Lonnie's face. <laughs> Lonnie was me. I know. I like, I, honestly, I do not need to know. I don't. I swear <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't need to know, Auntie. That was, but they were cute, and I'm liking it. And it it makes the emotional stakes higher for the eventual fallout of, mm -hmm. you know, when her Joanne Prada gets revealed. Uh, Bra I loved the Brady and Nicole scenes. Their friendship is just like, I I loved that. I loved the person that Brady was in those scenes because yes. he could have, he could have gone the other way. A hundred percent. And I expected him to, honestly. I yeah. expected him to slut shame her and be like, how dare you do this to I my kinda, brother? I kind of did not expect that, to be honest. Because, yeah, they've had a messy past, but like, they've grown from that in recent years and we've seen their friendship in recent years. So I, I don't know. I saw a lot of people like being like unsure how the scenes would play out, but I never expected that, to be honest. Well, because I wasn't sure what side Brady was going to fall on, whether Brady was going to fall on Nicole's side or Eric's side. And if he fell on Eric's side, then in his anger, and in order to defend his brother, he could have said some stupid shit. 
yeah, it was it was nice, and it showed some. It definitely showed growth on Brady's part because yes. Brady can can get really judgmental and really <laughs> kind of just let the chopper sing. So it was it was nice to see him like take a breath, take a step, and be like that supportive friend she really needed in that moment. <sighs> okay, where are we now? Um, other than Rafe and Nicole. Oh, Jesus, look. <laughs> I, I told y'all, like, the longer this Rafe and Nicole thing goes, the m- more I think Rafe and Nicole are going to be the story. Yeah. And I... <sighs> the Eric Hole stand in me is just really not happy about that. Yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. It, it's not doing it for me, like at all. I'll be like the only silver lining that I can see there is that it means that Ava will eventually get a little bit of an edge back. I literally just said that. I said she'll trade in her cooking knives for her gun because <laughs> she's not gonna take that. Like, Listen, sitting down, she's just not. Chef Boyar Ava is not it. <laughs> Just put a bullet in Rafe. <laughs> she's she's not gonna take that lying down. She's listen. She could put a bullet in Duke the Bear, and I'll love her forever. That would be funny. <laughs> she's just she's gonna rip the head off that bear, and I'm here for it. Please, somebody needs to because Jesus Christ. All right, so now I think we are ready to move on to the rest of our story docket. Uh, Lucas is not handling EJ's return well. He's bitter and everyone can see it. He moves into the pub and when he runs into Sammy, things are awkward. Roman asks Sammy what's up, but she says she's committed to her marriage and Roman calls her on feeling obligated. Lucas, meanwhile, went to the square and starts commiserating with Rafe. EJ shows up, buys them a beer and makes it known that he only wants Sammy to have a co-parent relationship with Lucas. How are we feeling about this? I love the mess. I'm here it's, for it. <laughs> it's kind of fun. And I like the fact that they're making it, they're making the toxicity within EJ and Sammy's relationship known. They're not trying to make it sexy. They're not trying to hide it. They're literally saying, this is bad. This is toxic. You need to be with Lucas. That's the vibe I'm getting. Are you with me? Yeah, like I'm, the way that it's playing right now, it it seems like Lumi is the story. Yeah. Yeah. And like at first I was like, maybe that's just my stand goggles, but the more people who have a point of view on this, the more I'm like, nah, they're doing this shit on purpose. The yeah. fact that Roman straight up said you treat him like an obligation. <laughs> Roman is not the most um, observant. He's not tactful at all. Well, A, he's not tactful. B, he's not observant. So the fact that even he noticed it. Yeah. Like, hello. She's like, well, damn, dad. (laughs) Roman has reached the subtle as a brick to the face stage of life that the Uh, elders get to, where they just. I would argue tell you that what it is they're gonna tell you. And I would argue that Roman's her. always been there. It's just now more acceptable because of his age. <laughs> Prob- that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it so well. 
but yeah and i actually really did enjoy the lucas rafe scene like that wasn't something i was expecting the the (laughs) dueling accents was hilarious Because there was a moment where Luke, where Lucas um, impersonated EJ's accent, and then Rafe did it. I don't know if it was in that same scene or in the scene with Ava, but both I was literally on the floor both times. The way uh, they hate him is just hilarious. I know. <laughs> like <laughs> one thing with that scene that kind of took me out. Like I, I enjoyed the scene, and I thought it was funny, but. <sighs> I don't recall Rafe being this way about EJ. Yeah, he he's never liked him, but he, he's never been this mature about him before. Yeah, he has. Has he? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't recall it's, it. Especially after Sammy cheated on him with EJ, there was no. I mean, love it's lockdown. more of a thing for Lucas, but for Rafe, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, Rafe is always Rafe has always not been EJ's biggest fan and has never had a problem displaying that. I don't think Rafe openly hates him. He just he just doesn't really care for him. EJ hated Rafe. Yeah, (laughs) he couldn't really say anything when Rafe and Sammy were together because that was the father of EJ of of Sammy's kids. So he kind of had to bite the bullet and bite his tongue. Yeah, I mean, like it makes sense for him to hate him, but I've never seen this side of Rafe whenever he's like been on a rant about EJ. So it kind of was weird, but the scene in general was fun. Like, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed seeing them sit like, together. All three yes. of them? It was weird. Yes. I also, okay, I'm going to say it. I need Austin and Brandon to come home for a visit. I need oh Sammy God. to I need <laughs> Sammy to walk into the town square and see all of her husbands yes. talking. <laughs> yes. I need to see it so bad. Please. Yeah. The Sammy ex-husband club. Bring Austin Peck home. He he his his mom's there. His siblings are there running amok. And find somebody to play Brandon Walker, please. It just just and there and hey, there's a reason for Brandon to come home. Hint hint. So you can cast him. <laughs> exactly. That would be like that would be. Sammy, so Sammy walked fun. into the square. She's like, uh, what's Her going wife. on? <laughs> yeah, she was so nervous. Can we talk about? I love Dan as EJ. I think he's yes. Yeah, I told y'all. He's <laughs> so good as EJ. Like he is bringing the Demera fire, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit when we get to the DE stuff. But like, and I, I'm still not a hundred percent sold on EJ and Sammy, but I don't think I'm supposed to be, to be honest. I honestly, it's not like the fiery type of chemistry James and Allie had. Right, but nothing but was ever going to be that. There is chemistry. Yeah, there's, there's chemistry. I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm it's, seeing it too. I don't know if it's, it's I don't know if it's going to make me ship chemistry. I think they not, probably no. would be really great exes. Yeah, it's not shippable type of chemistry for me. I've never really been a fan of a jammy. So, but there's chemistry that works for them. I think Dan is doing a great job as EJ. Yes. Like the mannerisms and all of that. Like I'm I'm enjoying EJ. And this this was a huge task. Like Yeah. He had huge shoes to fill. And honestly, waiting as long as they did to bring EJ back was smart because nobody was ever gonna be able to do what James did and putting as much distance between James as EJ 
and whoever would would have taken on the role in this case dan was absolutely smart because it's giving dan the chance to prosper in the role yeah and before we get on to the uh demera enterprises stuff we should probably just get the kate jake gabby bullshit out of the way uh Kate, Jake, and Gabby thing gets even more pathetic as Kate begs Jake for sex despite not wanting him. Jake is doing cartwheels to try to avoid it, and Gabby is losing her mind, but has a really sweet scene with Sammy. Do we care about any of this? I don't care, but I don't hate it because I don't like Jake and Gabby. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm here for, and I'm, and I'm, I, I think the fact that Kate wants to punish them is what makes it better for me. I get not liking it, but I'm, it's not bothering me right now. See, with the begging for sex thing that was just like, ew. Uh, it's kind of both Kate and Gabby are coming across as a bit pathetic to me. Oh, well, well yeah. That's not. <laughs> I mean, it's Jake. I'm I mean, confused as to why they're I, fighting over him at instance, all. <laughs> yeah. For instance, it, Jake is the problem. Will always be the problem and has always been the problem. No. <laughs> like, You're not when, wrong. Yeah, but if I say that on the timeline, it's another discussion. But anyway, so Kate begged, begged him for sex and he clearly did not want to be in the same room as her. I mean, he was I, he did everything short of lighting himself on fire to get out of it. Yes. And then we have, like, Gabby later on the same... It was the same day, right? Yeah. She basically runs it, uh, walks into the office, and basically says to Jake, have sex with me on the, like, on his desk. Like, I need the show to write women better, especially women as Kate and Gabby. I will say, like, when they pivoted Gabby into business mode when they got into the TV stuff, yeah, that worked. That, that was, was really great. compelling. But and the thing with the thing with Kate and Jake is, had they played up the business aspect of their relationship about her coaching him ever since he got to the Mara Enterprises, it probably wouldn't be as bad. They're playing too much on a relationship that shouldn't have lasted this long. Yeah, is her like feeling some type of way about Jake doing like. He wasn't cheating on her, but like that he slept with Gabby. Yeah, it's coming across like it's it's an issue with Gabby and not so much about Jake. Like I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like it's because of Jake. I feel like it's because of Jake too, and I understand that part. Like she's bitter about the fact that hey, you claimed you loved me, and then two seconds later, two seconds later, you're inside of Gabby. Like I mean, I can't. to see why i just don't get the appeal for jake (laughs) yeah he's the he's the issue yeah he's okay yeah that's all i have to say about the story (laughs) and now on to our last story on the list uh ej (laughs) ej and jake come face to face and ej lets it be known he is challenging his ceo spot he calls for an official board vote tony chad Jake and Gabby try to rally votes to either side. We get mentions of Stephen and Peter. It all comes down to Kate, who votes with Chad after he blackmails her. 
This was go really Chad, fun. Go Chad. Yes, I, I was cheering. I was like, yes. He called her the energy. That's my. He man. called her a pathetic old woman, yeah. and I cheered. I was like, get the, it. The thing is, I, the sad part about it is, I don't think that's what pushed her over the edge. I think seeing Gabby and Jake play in her face yeah. while thinking they couldn't see her is what pushed her over the edge. But that's not the first time they've done that. Yeah. No. And Kate is terrible. <laughs> Terrible liar. Absolutely awful. <laughs> Did you guys notice when she, when Gabby blew a kiss to, to Jake, Kate was reacting to it? Like, if, if, Jake right and, back, if Jake and Gabby were, like, paying attention, they have, would have noticed it. Yeah, but they weren't. But I will say, like, um, I love the way they broke down the votes. I counted the votes. It was like, it was five, five up, up until Kate's vote. Right. So yeah. So Kate was Kate was the tiebreaker vote. I loved the mentions of Stephen and Peter. The 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 part where where Jake said uh, they don't mention Peter. I wonder why that is. I was screamed. <laughs> I was like, ah. I like that. Yeah, that was Gabby's diagram about the family was hilarious that was yeah, and i love that tony and chad were using chess pieces and like um i love that this was the this was kind of the introduction like this was kind of the way to kind of ej also mentioned looking for Kristen. well which thing I, is he, he, I think he lied to chad and um tony right because he told sam he told sammy he knew where Kristen was he just do- doesn't want to tell anybody yet unless he has to use her. I mean, Kristen, is, right. I don't remember who she's going to reach out to, but she's going to reach out to someone soon. I, we were, I thought we were supposed to see her this past Friday because Soap Opera Digest had her picture in last week's issue as a spoiler picture for the week that just finished up. So I, mean, I assume... Soap Opera Digest is not always right. No, I, I, I know that. So what I'm saying is I'm assuming that they printed it early. And that we're probably going to see her in another week or so. But I'm guessing that she reaches out to EJ. Because I still say that EJ knows about Sammy and Lucas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely knows. And that Kristen was the one who told him. Because I'm sure when she ran, she ran right to EJ. Because the timing of it definitely um, is suspect to me. Now, here's something else uh, I was curious about. Do y'all think that EJ could possibly be Paulina's partner in whatever she's doing? Hmm. That could be a goal. That would be an interesting way to tie in the Demeras, and then like we could use Theo in the story. Oh my god! It would it would tie in most of the canvas. Yes. Yeah. Hmm, I don't that, know. It, that would it, be a good twist, right? Just something that got me thinking because my mom had mentioned it to me um, before EJ had started airing, and. I didn't think so because it didn't like it didn't make any sense to me that the EJ we had last seen would do that to Allie. But this EJ, after what we've seen the last couple days, I wouldn't put it past him. But it's also what he's been through because they've heavily implied that he's not the same EJ. No, he absolutely is not. So. To be honest, something fundamental could have changed where he he's very where he could be very cold and distant or maybe unemotional and unattached yeah and that what that's kind of what sammy said when she first started sleeping with lucas he's just he's just kind of there 
any so it I, I would be okay with it and the thing is it's a lot of fallout for that because Theo Allie all of the Hortons they already don't like EJ so <laughs> Lucas would have would get higher on his soapbox it it would be something to play it really would and honestly and the timing of that also because if you because he came back and then Paulina was back either not too long before or after so timing wise it also could match up too like when when Paulina returned from from Miami and she had those scenes with Marlena that wasn't that I believe was either not too long before or might have been right after EJ showed up so it it all could connect and I hope it does so I'll be very interested to see um where that goes do you guys care who is uh CEO of Demara since Kate has now voted to oust Jake, which one between EJ or Chad do you want to take the reins or do you give a fuck? I, I want it to be EJ just because I feel like that would be a good story. Good way to reset this character. Yeah. Um, and also I feel like Sh- you know, Chad shot his shot and he was not it. No. Like I, <laughs> I, I mean, and that's like no shade. It just feels like EJ gives me Demera. Chad has never really given me Demera. Yeah. Ever. I love how Tony's just like, yeah, somebody needs to take, I know, it, right? take it from Jake, but it ain't gonna be me, but I'm gonna push I, y'all I into it. <laughs> I love that. Tony was like, the family is in shambles. The legacy is at risk. Somebody needs to step up. Won't be me. Y'all be safe, though. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. Uh, overall, I think it was a pretty decent weekend, Salem. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. I you know what? It. I will say the other thing that those, um, the whole Demera business angle made me really, really like, really cemented for me is that Leishan needs to be in Salem. Yep. Yeah. He needs to be in Salem and Gabby needs to sit on his face. Honestly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> that I would be 100% okay with. I would also be okay with maybe Chanel. They can put him with Gabby. With- they, can put him with, they can put him with Chanel. They can put him with Abigail. Like, they, there's, like that's- they have, there's, he needs to be there. I'm not sure why they haven't put him on contract yet. Listen, we need more we need more younger men in Salem. We have tons of younger women, but they are all yeah, related to the men. All that related. Are. So we need we need some fresh blood and I'm here for it. So like and, and he's also not bad to look at. So like hello. Like at all. <laughs> but yeah. So definitely, uh, this was definitely a decent week in Salem. I'm looking forward to next week, but now we can move on to our segments. Which one do you want to do first? Watching it wrong or good, bad, and ugly? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Either or, it doesn't matter. I say we get the good, bad, and ugly out of the way because I have a feeling that our watching it wrong might lead to some rants. So, <laughs> Dylan, since you were not here for a good half of the podcast, why don't you jump in first with your good, bad, and ugly? Okay. Um, my 
Good is actually going to be um, the Ali and pretty much everything related to Ali and Chanel because it made me like everybody in those scenes, including tripping. That's in, yeah, including I, it reminded me, it also reminded me why I enjoyed Julie so much. Yes. Back in the day. Oh, <laughs> yes. That, yes. Those scenes were so sweet. And it just, it reminded me, like, I was like, yes, this is, this is my Julie. This is why she's that girl. This, you know? So I just, I love, I loved those scenes. They were cute. They were, they were just, I, they were just a really, really bright spot for me mm. in the week. Um, My bad was like, and it, it wasn't bad, bad. It was just kind of nonsensical. And, and I just, like the whole Xander when Dr. Snyder thing. Yeah, it was entertaining to watch kind of, but like the plot falls of it all are just yeah, like, happening. Yeah, it just, it, I, this whole weekend at Bernie's adventure, they're going, I like, it's, it's not it. It's so unnecessary. It's all just like, what is the reason? <laughs> There's no reason. Um, I don't really have an ugly. I just hope that coming out of this whole Kate, Jake, Gabby voting situation, um, we, you know, like Ariette said earlier, we start getting some stronger writing for our female characters. I don't like seeing them down bad the way that they've been lately with it. I, I, I just, I want them to remember that, you know, the audience is a lot more inclusive than it used to be when soaps were called quote unquote, the woman's genre, but it is still primarily a female audience. And there are things that that women don't want to see other women doing like in anything that feels demeaning or degrading is something that we don't want to watch so yeah I just I, I want them to keep that in mind and I can go oh, go ahead Nick um <laughs> okay um my good um the Ali Chanel trip stuff um the Julie interactions they were really good um also, the A, Paulina, Roman, and Lonnie scenes, those were really good. And uh, the Luke, um, Sammy and her husbands, it was, it, was, it was thoroughly entertaining. The bad and the ugly, I'm combining them because it's one story. It's the Ava, Rafe, Nicole debacle. I don't like it. I could like Ava and Rafe, but you're not playing the beats. Nicole has enough stuff enough going on with the Xander secret. You don't need to intertwine these stories. It's unnecessary. So my good is Abe Long. Okay, all right, you're next. And Roman, because those scenes were just so much fun and hilarious. Shout out to David Kreisman for writing that episode. I know he's he's a Lonnie Ilani fan, I can tell. Um, also, Bricole, those scenes were so sweet. I enjoyed their friendship. And of course, my flowy babies, they were cute. Um, the bad, I'm gonna combine mine and do it with the ugly as well. 
I'm sorry. I cannot do it with this Jake, Gabby, Kate storyline. I'm glad it's almost over, but it has been terrible up until this point. Amen. My good is going to piggyback uh, directly off of Dylan's. It is the Ali Chanel stuff, particularly uh, the jewelry scene. I said it earlier that um, the like that jewelry scene where she talked about Alice's legacy carrying on through Ali, and when she got choked up, that choked me up, and that reminded me of the jewelry that I love, and that's the jewelry that I want to stay. Like, I don't need Julie for comic relief. I need heart and family Julie. And that's what that scene gave me. And then my bad, all things blind Kate. I'm just done. I'm over it. Thank God this shittiest storyline is almost over. And the ugly for the second week in a row. And he will remain an ugly until he goes into the garbage incinerator. Duke the bear. <laughs> so over it. Oh. So over it. All right, so now it is time for Watching It Wrong. Nick, why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the pairing. Um, I'm, I'm not a stan in any way, shape, or form. However, this neat, this ridiculous obsession with recasting Sierra at this moment in time oh, Jesus is fucking driving Christ, thank me you. Insane. I'm tired. If she, Nelson Branco, I'm just going to say it. Yes, I'm going to say Brianna, Brianna Lane as Sierra on Days. One, she's too old. Way Two, too fucking old. If, she, if she's available to tape now, why? Why are yeah. we obsessing over this? We are not producers. We are not network executives. We are viewers. View. Now, shit on the story all you want. But view, like if if yeah. they're willing to work around her schedule the same way they're working around Jackie Harry's schedule, the same way they can work around other people's schedule, let them stop, stop, just stop. It's annoying. It's, it's driving you, me nuts. Nick. I have to agree about that because, like, I also think the side the side that responds to it gets too much. But like, she has confirmed that she is available to film and she's back and all that and she's like <sighs> everybody in that mother has confirmed it like let yes. it go like, I'm con- like what's the what's the reason I, like why are they it, why are so many people obsessed someday with this? she books a role because she is auditioning but if she books right, a role and exactly. then start talk, okay. talking about recasting or like before yes. when when people were uncertain but now there's things confirmed. Like, why are we doing this? So, yeah, I kind of, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I could tell you why they're doing it, but I'm not going to go there. Why? Can you explain to me? <laughs> this I, I doesn't mean, make sense. I, I'm just going to say it. And this, this all, and this all even piggyback off last night. I was going to make something else by watching it wrong, but I'm actually going to piggyback off of this. Um, they, it's all, they're all, I think honestly, Nelson's tweet was probably because he's pissed that the rumor is that Isabel Durant is out and they think it's pointless because they think that Victoria is leaving again. And they think that her leaving is because Victoria is staying. So now they're trying to like revenge recast her or something. And I'm just like, what is even the reason if Isabel Durant is out, which is not confirmed, but it's all signs are pointing to that it is. It's because they have no interest in writing for Claire. 
they don't, then they haven't since the Charlie story wreck. And that is a sad and unfortunate fact. They were never going to do Ben and Claire. This Ben and Sierra has always been their plan. However you feel about that, it doesn't matter. That has always been the plan. Ben and Claire were never the plan. So her being on, her status on the show was never contingent on Victoria's status on the show. So to try to say that it, that it is, and it's stupid that if Victoria's back, that, that if Victoria leaves, that Isabel is being let go, like what? And we don't even know that Victoria's gonna be leaving anytime soon. We have no idea what's happening, so can we just, and she hasn't even aired yet. That's the other thing. Like, she starts airing again on Thursday, and y'all are still out here trying to recast her. Like, please, please get a grip. One I thing bet. she that made me question how long she's gonna stick around is, I don't remember where I saw it, but like, oh, when it was all of those um, daytime Emmy videos that popped up on the timeline, the, uh-huh. the day they recorded, she said something about a happy ending. I took that to mean happy ending to this year of hell we've been in. I took it as a happy ending before she, I don't know, like I, it, it sounded like final. No, it didn't read final to me. It, it read as, like, I mean, this has been a year-long story of Ben and Sierra basically being in hell. They're going the to boarding get... happy ending is usually final. That's why... I, I've seen it in, in, both, in both contexts. Oh, I mean, okay. we, we know, I mean, we know that um, Rob Scott Wilson signed a new contract, so we know he's not going anywhere. Right. And she's, she also said in either that same interview or a different one, that the show is working with her and she will take breaks as she needs it. It doesn't mean a break is coming up soon. It means she is available to film and the show is making it work. So unless and until something changes, let the recast CR arguments die. Please and thank you. Dylan, what is your watching it wrong? I have a watching it wrong too, but Dylan, go ahead. No, you can go, Harriet. So we talked about this earlier. I keep seeing some tweets. You don't have to like the character, but please get the facts straight. Especially when you claim to love Marben and you don't know Marlena's history and the history of her family. So I keep seeing fans say that um, Claire got out of Bayview because of Marlena's pull. And that is not correct. And like, Claire got out because the doctors chose to. Claire asked Marlena to talk to them and she talked to them and she was not willing to fly to Hong Kong like Sean and Belle wanted her to. She wanted to stay in Salem. So she suggested that Marlene, she could stay at Marlena's, John and Marlena's place and they allowed it. And that is what happened. She did not pull something at baby. She didn't, she was not the sole reason Claire got out. And that's my watching it wrong. Okay. Dylan, do you have a watching it wrong? Yeah, mine is more of a, a general thing because it keeps coming up. Um, like I really, I, I really don't care about your ship preferences, ship what you ship, 
anti-ship what you anti-ship, whatever. But you people saying that Theo has no place on the show, you can suck my daddy's dick from the back because wow, that's I said <laughs> what I said. I didn't expect it, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm because I, I, go off, Dylan. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what kind of bath salts you're on. I, you know, the crack, the meth, whatever it is. But you could not be more wrong if you tried. Theo is a carver. He is a Demira. He is a legacy. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean he has no place on the show? He has no place on the show, according to who? According to you? Turn yeah. the channel. I saw those arguments, and as much as I don't want him mixed up in the Ben and Sierra stuff for my own personal reasons, I know that he has a place on the show separate from that, and that it would be better for his character in the long run if they choose to focus on that. I mean, like, to be quite honest, he he deserves far more Mm -hmm. than to be used as a prop. For your little ship if if we want to get like if we really want to get down to the nitty-gritty considering who he is considering the family ties that he has considering the character history that he has he is so much more than some cheap third-party angst and the fact that y'all have let this writing get you to the point where you are saying this character has no place and he is irrelevant like i said suck my daddy's dick from the back and that's that on that you weren't here when we discussed the Um, daytime emmys but i don't really know quite how to transition this I was gonna give you a chance if you wanted to say anything about the daytime Emmys, but I don't really know how you can follow that up. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think we well, have a title. Um. <laughs> Please let that be the title. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I was feeling away. I felt yeah, away. That's fine. Okay, so um Emmys, yeah, I was like super excited for Katie's win. I think everybody and they need to write her a check and get my Jennifer Rose back in Salem. Yes, please. And I mean, even if she hadn't won, they still need to get her back in Salem because Jennifer's yeah. POV is glaring absent in yeah, this. Story. And it's lacking currently, like something I with wonder, Abby coming home soon. yeah how are they going to explain Jennifer not coming home if Abby comes home right they 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 need to come on with it. it it does I mean unless like they found something I don't know just remarkable in Laura's like estate it just it would not be taking this long it just no. it just it would. They, they need to bring her home. I'm super happy for Victoria. Like, congrats on that, girl. You did that. And she deserved, absolutely deserved. So I'm, I was happy for her. Um, I don't really feel like, I know a lot of people feel a way about Days being the only show that wasn't nominated for, what was it, the writing? Yeah, it was for writing. Yeah. Um, but listen, okay, 
semi-controversial hot take. I feel like with there only being four shows left on the air when it comes to like those big categories, writing, best show, like I I feel like only three should be nominated. I don't feel like you should get a participation award just for being on the air. I don't feel like you should get a participate. Yeah, I feel I don't feel like you should get a nomination as a participation award just for being on the air. You- I think I think it should be I think there should only be three shows nominated and you should have to fight for your spot that year. And if you don't make it, you don't make it. Do I mean, because like, nom- I don't disagree. It's just weird that they were nominated for the other two, but not for that. Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know. I like I don't know what that, I, I don't. And like I don't know what the particulars of that was, but clearly, whatever they submitted or whatever, something was not up to what the people voting in that category thought it should be up to, and that's just—I mean, that's just kind of how that went down. Um, I love Cheryl as the host. Yes. I, I mean, it's not surprising. She's amazing at what it is she does. So, like, she was, she was just really good. She was engaging and she was charming and uh, it was nice. I did not like the mixing up Veronica Red and Marguerite Ray. Yeah, that was that. That was not okay. It looks like they're going to, um, they said on Twitter that they're going to re-release the, um, package with the correct picture once they find one that they can license yeah like i i did not care for that that <laughs> yeah they got dragged for that as they should yeah that was that was not okay like at all um my best dress is my lead actress from full jacqueline mckinnis split and also um britney sarpay from the young and the restless like those dresses were giving me fashion i loved I loved, loved, loved their dresses. Um, my worst dress, even even though she like explained, you know, where the outfit came from. Um, oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> like it just, it was not pleasing to the eye. Um, and I think it was really just the jacket, like a different jacket for Nancy Lee Ron would have like pulled that outfit together. And also like, I, I loved her voice. I love her, but, and I, I get that her style is quirky and because I follow her on Instagram, I get her style is like quirky and edgy and uh, different, but Diamond White's ensemble was a choice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the color was lovely on her, but it, it mm, I, I didn't, care for the outfit or the style i agree did you enjoy the telecast overall yeah like overall i liked it i i do hope like if they're still doing like pre-recorded things next show that they kind of find a way to maybe make it seem a little less choreographed i guess is a good word because you could kind of tell that things were not happening in that moment yeah the speeches and stuff but overall I, I thought it was okay i thought it was good like overall okay does anybody else have any final thoughts they want to add before we wrap up not really well, I, think I, I think i think right. i 
All right. So in that in that case, we will wrap this up. This has been another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style, and we will be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, y'all.